It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. What's up, everyone? Welcome to PopCulture.com's group chat, where we talk about all the reality TV news of the week that we care about and that you need to know. I am one of your hosts, Anna Rumor. And I'm Jameson Brown. And I'm Victoria McGottamy. Victoria, you're back because there's so Again. much Bachelor stuff happening. <laughs> it's never <laughs> ending. I literally thought it was going to be done next week. And then I realized that no. we still have like four more weeks left. We'll never be done. It's an eternal season. So it we're going to break that down. We've got Keeping Up with the Kardashians is coming back. And they're, it's getting violent. It kind of looks like WWE. We're confused what we're watching. <laughs> Real Housewives of New Jersey just ended. And that really was some WWE stuff. We'll get into that. And then Pete Davidson's really opening up about his relationship with Ariana Grande, which is interesting. Ding. So we will get there. Let's start off, though, with Bachelor, because we have to get it out of the way. It's a brain worm. It's destroying our brains. And yet <laughs> we must discuss it. This week was the fantasy suites and Madison's reveal that she is saving herself for marriage, which is difficult for Peter, whose whole thing is having sex in a windmill. Yep. Thoughts? <laughs> well, okay. Here's my thing. Madison got upset with him because she had, like, this conversation but didn't have the conversation. Essentially, like, when he gave her the rose, she was essentially just like, you know, there are certain things that are important to me. Like, she had this, like, roundabout conversation, but pretty much what she wanted to say is don't sleep with the other women, but she didn't actually say it. Well, then Peter goes off and we assume he does it. And then they have this conversation about it over the dinner table when she's like, I'm saving myself for marriage. And then she like confronted him on whether he had slept with the other women. And he just gives, I hope it turns into a meme. He gives the saddest looking face ever because I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, he slept with both of these women. Now, we don't know that for sure. Oh, uh Probably. Come we'll on. See. And then she are. gets all upset over it. And yeah. it's like, what did you think you were signing yourself up for? So then here's what I beg to question. Is she mad that he slept with people before or is she just mad that like it was while she was dating him? But he's also dating like multiple other women. I feel like she's mad that she slept with her two roommates like back to back to back before he's ostensibly going to propose to one of them, yeah. which I understand. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yes. But it is The Bachelor and we know that that's the format. That being said, I, I kind of, I don't side with Madison because I feel like she definitely needed to be more direct because yes. Peter is clearly not picking up what she was putting down. And when she was being more explicit about what she wanted, she was just talking to producers. So at first, I was like, Peter, you idiot. You had one job and you couldn't do it. This is the one girl that you clearly have like a real connection with and you go off and you go dur, 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 and you sleep with the other two women. <laughs> but looking back, what he actually knew at that time, I'm not sure he like, was how can you blame what she was him laying for down. Not knowing. But also, was it a her thing mm. to choose to wait and tell him or was it a producer thing? Oh, that's a good question. Because I you got to think the way I, that they placed yeah. her, like they let Victoria and Hannah Ann go first on their dates with their fantasy suites and then it was her. Like that was just torture yeah. for her. Yeah. And can we talk about how messy it was that they made the three women room together that's, during okay. fantasy suites? That was so Never happened before. That was so weird. And I and I, and Anna, I'm I'm pretty much exactly where you are with this. I I support uh, exactly what she wanted and was talking about, but I think the execution about her directness level and how it was 
communicated was very bad. Um, and it was almost, it was, it was very roundabout, kind of confusing, you know, and then also having the context of like, you know, let's remember, you know, you are on this show. And so I'm, I'm with you on all those fronts, but it was so bizarre. They even said it uh, in talking to each other in that in that room that how weird it was that they were all just right there together. Yeah. And they basically kind of, you know, went out the door, came in the door, like after their dates. And it was just a, yeah, right. Exactly. They would walk in and it was just this awkwardness that came in oh. each time with, oh, it was so, so bizarre. But- you know, here's my thing, though. She potentially didn't want to be another Colton Underwood. She didn't want the entire season to be surrounded around her being a virgin. So I could see maybe why she would want to wait. But also, I feel like if it's that important to you, which I totally respect, then that's something that you need to be very upfront about. You know, like, hey, listen, if I'm a front runner for you, I just want you to know it will be a problem for me if you choose to sleep with these other women. Like, we already know your history with Hannah and the windmill. That's what you became, like, famous for, essentially. But I just want to let you know. So that's what makes me wonder. Like, if this is such a big deal to you, why weren't you that upfront with him? And you didn't need to, like, say it from, like, the first night from the get-go. You know, you could have waited a few weeks and then just, told yeah, him. Yeah, just I be just, direct with your communications with where you stand and yeah. what you value. I mean, it's very simple. It's just proper relationship I feel like people. she got a little hung up on, because talking about your virginity on national television has got to be a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel like maybe she thought she was being direct, yeah. but definitely was not being direct, especially when you're talking about Peter, who is not the brightest bulb in <laughs> he the socket. He, he really it not. looked is, just confused across the board when, with a lot of this. When it she got up from so the table, confused. when she got up from the table, his face, like the girls that I was watching it with, we have like our weekly thing, and we all busted out laughing. His face was just so, like you almost didn't feel sorry for him. You're like, this is hilarious to look at. His face is just pitiful right now. He's got he's got a very loose grip of what's going on in general. So yeah. I I felt bad for him in that instance. But then I was thinking back and I understand her not wanting to talk about her virginity all season long because, oh my God, Colton's season was a disaster. But whenever she first got out of the limo on night one, she said that she was excited for it to be Peter and she had hoped it was him. Peter's whole reputation is not someone who waits till marriage to have sex. Yeah. Why was she so excited and why wouldn't she bring it up earlier? But maybe again, back to the theory of like, maybe she was hot and bothered about it because it was at a time where they were they were dating. So it's not just, oh, you know, it's I, like, well, when people say they're dating me. on this show, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, like, fake it. You're that not. Was, that statement comes know. with a truckload of salt with it. So, But I'm just saying, like, maybe that's why. I mean, I, I was trying to figure it out i'm like you you act and sound like you're just mad that he's had sex in general and you haven't but it's like can you really blame someone on their past when they didn't know you or are you just mad because it happened like now but i also i mean like he's like how long away from proposing to someone i could see her being upset being i could see any whether you're a virgin or not like being like you slept with her and me and the other person and now you're about to propose to one of us yeah it's gross that's yeah, the it's whole gross. I mean, that's, of the show, that's like, a, so yeah, we're, i mean i think we all can agree that that's just straight up gross and weird and yeah yeah not okay yeah it's weird. This show is gross and weird and they're making out and, you know, feeling each other up all season long and then back to back to back with different people. So one would think that, you know, I respect her line being drawn in the sand, but what a line it is to draw in the sand and what yes. a kind of arbitrary moment. And the whole producer thing. Oh, so let's head. talk about this. Yes. yes. All right. Conspiracy time. Okay. So this is this is the worst conspiracy of all time. I'm starting it off. Whoever started it, you're wrong and it's dumb. But this is what's been going around. This is not what happened, clearly. 
Um, so there's been a rumor that Peter ends up with producer Julie LaPlaca, and I actually feel bad for bringing her into this because she just works on the show because basically they found pictures of them together and they had nice captions and people from The Bachelor commented on them being like, you're great. Yeah, she's their producer. They're Mm -hmm. together all the time. New Year's Eve, people said they posted a picture together. Yeah, he did something on TV on New Year's Eve Mm -hmm. and she's his producer. Of course not. Also, it's the end of the season. We've never heard about her or seen her. Do you think they're just going to throw in this random lady at the end? That would make everyone super pissed. Yeah. Also, it's just it's just not true. It, people are really grasping at straws for the ending of it. And it's the old saying, I think it's about medicine, but when you hear hoofbeats, <laughs> think horse, not zebra. It's probably one of the three women that we have here. Anna with it's her wise words not today. Ra- yeah, sage. Anna. Wise words of wisdom okay. from Anna. We should, we should add that into the segment. Wise <laughs> my wise words. This, this just theory has been bugging me so much because everyone's like, I think it's true. It's like, why? What evidence do you have? You okay. can throw anything out there. <laughs> so I will say this. So I was reading an article and ABC senior vice president of alternative series, Rob Mills does say, I'm not going to read the entire quote because it's a hefty quote, but he does say that if that were to be the end date, and this is not like in quotes, okay, this is just kind of like, this is not verbatim, but he said, if that were to be the ending, how could they top something like that? But then at the very end of the quote, he says, there's a lot of craziness. It's a roller coaster, but I would say even now the roller coaster hasn't ended and it won't end until after the final rose. So it's like, uh, right, but that's remember we talked last week about they were filming with Madison. Yeah, the other week. I think he's so. Going I think back they're going to do something after the final. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, he, the beginning part of that quote because I have it pulled up too goes. I'd hate to get in the way of a good rumor, so I won't confirm or deny whether she ends up with a producer. That's a no, right? Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be like, "Wow, I've never heard." Like, I I hate to get in the way of a good rumor is basically patting the reporter on the head and saying, "Okay, so sweetie." Have we never seen? <laughs> <laughs> we've never seen we've never seen someone walk away at the end the way that no, we Madison have. supposedly has because it's an ending that we haven't seen before according to Chris Harrison his narration oh well Chris Harrison will be like well she's wearing a white dress when she walked away we've never seen that before he he likes to it get can, really specific it's the most dramatic season of them all <laughs> yeah we have seen people walk away we've seen bachelors not get engaged before i feel like what's going to happen is that Madison will walk away right now before the final rose necessarily and because we we don't see her in the preview for next uh before the women tell all the pre-elimination ceremony i don't believe she's pictured so i feel like she'll walk away then he'll run and get her a la cassie and then i was gonna say isn't this another cl- the final rose. colton repeat he didn't jump a fence I he didn't guess. jump up yeah he didn't i mean <laughs> so he, that's he legit ran this away season's so gone. different <laughs> I mean, it's it's just you can't trust anything that they're not going to blatantly lie, but they're also not going to tell the truth necessarily. So you have to read like seven layers deep in everything that they're saying, which has people like us just circling in our head. What could potentially be the end? Yeah. And then the nail in the coffin was sealed for me when someone asked, asked Peter directly about the producer theory. And he goes, you know, I actually haven't heard anyone say the ending to me yet. And while they teach them to walk around things in their media coaching, they're directed probably not to directly lie. So I, it's not they happening. They sign pretty Julie, contracts. 
Yeah, Julie, we're really super sorry because you're just trying to do your job and everyone's like, I bet they end up together. (laughs) Can you imagine being her right now? I'd be like, can everyone get away from me? Can (laughs) I have some breathing room? Thank you. You know, if it happens in the end, I'll do something crazy. I'll donate money to charity or something, but I, it's not happening. (laughs) It's not happening. I'll donate money to charity anyway, so that made me sound like a bad person. <laughs> Moving on. It's <laughs> $500 from Anna. Y'all heard it right here. You okay. have to wear your Sounds Renaissance good. Festival shirt again. <laughs> okay. Done and done. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to an equally silly but less romantically involved reality television show. We've got Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's coming back on March 26th, a Thursday which is interesting because it's been on Sunday for forever, which makes me wonder about ratings and all the other boring stuff that isn't super interesting for a podcast, but (laughs) is super interesting for someone interested in TV production. The first trailer looks messy. We've got Kim and Courtney straight up fighting each other, like physically fighting each other. (laughs) Kim looks like she threw out a pretty hard punch. Yeah, so Courtney throws something at Kim and says something stupid. I don't remember what it was. Kim comes back at her and is like, don't you ever come at me like this. And then it fades to black right before she lands a punch. Yeah. And we've seen – in the past, we've seen Chloe and Courtney get a little rough, but usually they're just playing around. And and Chloe is very well aware that her sister is like the most petite human ever. So she's not like throwing her over a shoulder, pulling out some WWE moves. I don't even know some WWE moves. But she's not pulling those. (laughs) Power bomb, it, yeah. There we go. There go. Let Jameson throw in some some moves. I don't know the slice dive. Yeah. I just made that one up. <laughs> but although dive. you you made that up, that is an awesome name. Yeah. After this, that's I'm going cool back name. out to the office. And I'm saying that because that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, everyone will think you're telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> just use it and see what happens. Yeah. See see who like, budgets say anything. On it. Just use it seriously and then see what happens. Yep. See if anyone's like, oh yeah, I love the slice dive. <laughs> no, you don't because it's not <laughs> real. <laughs> Boom. Um, gotcha. We saw who did we see? We saw Courtney and Kendall get it. What is up with Courtney? Courtney's I was trying to fight it. I, th- so, th- Anna, question for you, and that this made me think of it. Do we think that the you know hate against Courtney the, the that's that's been a thing is real, or is that just some storyline that they Chris? Uh, is trying to really like continue to build up more and more and more because the show's gotten a little boring. I think it's kind of both. Courtney does seem like she's kind of difficult to get along with <laughs> based on her behavior. Sorry, Courtney. I still, I don't know. You're fine, I'm sure. But she seems a little challenging to get along with. And she also doesn't seem to be as interested in being on the show anymore. It was last season, Kim said that, you know, it's actually annoying that she doesn't want to be on the show because it puts more of a burden on each of us. So I could imagine the resentment was building up then. But are they playing it up for the cameras? Oh, I'm absolutely sure. They play up everything for their cameras now. I don't know. But I uh, I see Courtney being difficult to get along with. She's very much like, this is how I feel. I don't care how you feel. I mean, like, I hate to say this, but like, I felt bad a lot of the times for Scott in their on and off relationship throughout the years. Now, Scott, by no means, was a perfect human being. Like, there were a lot of times that just, like, I don't know how Courtney put up with him. But then there were times that he was really trying to – and I don't know. Maybe it's because she was holding a grudge against him for things that we never saw off camera. But there were times that it's like, okay, now you actually have a dude trying to try, and you're still just being impossible to work with. And she does that with her sisters all the time. And I think the only thing she wants to focus on is being mom, which is not a bad thing, but – 
No. The girl's difficult. Yeah, I think if she just wants to concentrate on being a mom, which she's talked about a bunch of times that that is what she's interested in, then her sisters need to respect that and let her be off the show. Yeah. I assume that the sister side of it is making her stay on the show and forcing her to kind of perform for all of us. Courtney does seem like a bit more of an introvert than her sisters, so I can't imagine that she enjoys filming. They also had to know that this was coming sometime soon. I mean, we're going into the 18th season. It's not like Courtney's tapping out at season five. Like, 18 seasons. Like, can you blame the woman for just wanting a little bit of privacy? I'd be out of there by, oh my by like, with where she is, yeah. I'd be done with it and in my cabin in the woods. So, like, that, that's right. <laughs> I mean, they can't she walk outside poosh. without ha- – Yeah, poosh. <laughs> yeah, she's got poosh. Yeah. I mean, I just – I don't know. I guess that I see both ends of it, but Kim and Chloe, can you really blame her? Like, 18 seasons. Come on. Give the girl a break. I see both ends of it, but I just am like, man, you guys are close to 40. You should probably not be hitting each other mm-hmm. because – we're all adults and we don't do that anymore. Because then it's a crime. Even if you're housewives. Yeah. Real housewives well, I appreciate them doing it. I appreciate them doing it. Because like, sometimes biased. they... Listen, the real housewives can do it because they do get sued and arrested. The Kardashians are not getting sued and arrested. That not interested. True. That is true. Uh, <laughs> what an privilege. excellent time. They do. They do. And I'm not interested in that privilege. I want to see the other kind of privilege. The rich people housewives <laughs> The real privilege. people privilege. Exactly. So... There is a lot to talk about actually in Real Housewives of New Jersey. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about that because what a segue. Thank you, Victoria. Exclusively on Paramount Plus, get ready to explore like never before. Swiper knows swiping. Oh, man. Swing into action. We need your help. With a girl who put adventure. On the map. I don't think I can do it, Dora. I'll protect you, Boots. Together, we got this. Todos juntos! Yeah! Dora, the brand new series. Stream with your family now, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. All right, we're back, and we're in New Jersey. Not really, but oh my gosh, don't you wish Our we were. Our brains are. <laughs> Our brains are, especially <laughs> after that Real Housewives of New Jersey finale. Ah, guys, I'm screaming. I have never been so excited for a Real Housewives of New Jersey episode since Teresa flipped the table on Danielle Staub. And of course, Danielle Staub is involved with this as well. Basically, if you haven't been watching this season because you have a life and other things to do, (laughs) uh, Margaret Josephs had her ponytail pulled, like yanked really violently during a fight with Danielle earlier in the season. It was crazy. We went on. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, we can't hang out with Danielle anymore. She just assaulted someone. (laughs) Until last week's episode, the last like two minutes of it, Melissa, who is Teresa's sister-in-law, meets with Danielle and says, you know, no one wants to hang out with you anymore because you assaulted Margaret. And Danielle reveals that Teresa was one of the people who told her to do it. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. And Danielle is not a trustworthy source, but then Bravo slides a little little footage out of its back pocket of Teresa telling Danielle, do it, do it, do it, do it. (gasps) Right before she grabbed her ponytail. And Teresa and Margaret are ostensibly friends. So this was wild. The aftermath went down in the finale. Teresa's confronted by Margaret and Melissa. Teresa freaks out, goes, well, they're not going to use this. I was like, did she freak uh, out in denying or freak out as in like, 
oh crap, they found out. She said she she was like, yeah, I, I did it. Like I <gasps> had a few drinks. But then she freaks oh. out because she says the producers won't use this. Then it zooms out. And there's like 10 cameras all facing them. <laughs> she realizes how screwed she is. Yep. And then she throws a drink and storms off amazing i just hear the song blame it on the alcohol playing in the background <laughs> absolutely i mean but it, it, the thing is that she's an ex, she's a felon so she can't be involved in violent activities yeah and margaret was actually worried for her earlier in the season because she was saying like you can't do these things around Teresa. she could go back to prison boom she's the instigator what I, happens yeah she's oh, getting pretty like close there that's flirting with disaster yes. And this Very is why Anna so. loves the Real Housewives, because they walk that Ugh. thin line. I could potentially go back to prison for this, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to watch you yank her ponytail so yes. bad. That's got to be – but, like, do you think that some of these women, though, they go back and they watch the season and they're like, dang, the whole time I thought Jameson was my friend, and now Jameson is telling someone else to yank my hair. <laughs> That's I mean, that the beauty of the reunions. That's the beauty of the reunions. These people end on as friends and then they come back three months later after they've already watched most of the season. And then season, Bravo and bust like, out the, uh, oh, yeah, we have this footage right here. <laughs> oh, so oh everyone my. can see. And Andy just sits there like doing his fingers like this. He's <laughs> like, hmm, oh, weird. You guys were talking smack about each other in the confessionals the entire time? So strange. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. It's so messy. Oh, absolutely. You have to be kind of a sociopath or just delightful to be on it. Would you do it, Anna? No in between. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without (laughs) I would get destroyed. I would get destroyed. They would wreck me and I would cry immediately. But (laughs) either it's it's either real housewives or uh, or summer house, right? Yes. Just just let me (laughs) let me loose to be chaotic somewhere. (laughs) There's always love is blind. Oh gosh. I couldn't. I would. I would. Pass oh, you away. could. I've, you could. I have. <laughs> this is a brief diversion, but I finally watched Love Is Blind. I get. I get How the hype. Both. This show is both insanely produced in that you meet people and then you never see them again. It's and so it's like crazy. whatever happened to those people. So I mean, like the way it's put together, I was like, "What? Who did this? Did I do? Like this seems like something I would do." Where it's like, I don't know. We have enough time. Get rid of those people. <laughs> um. But the, I'm, but the the circumstances and the people that they have chosen to to marry each other without ever seeing each other, they're just they're all monsters. <laughs> it's a lot. It's cringy. <laughs> Except for Lauren and Cameron, who I love and stand for forever. So that's just a brief aside. We cannot talk about that show because that's like a whole other podcast. Back to Real Housewives. Back to Real Housewives. The other half of uh, the finale was Joe. Uh, Geodice and Teresa Geodice actually meeting up for the first time since he got out of prison. They met in Italy, brought their daughters. It was very heartwarming, but they did decide to split up there. And things were kind of over when Joe assumed that he was staying in Teresa's hotel room. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. So like Let's a formal like a formal split, not a separation. No, this was their the- their decision to do the separation. So they're still technically married. They're just separated? Yes, but he's also been deported legally, so I'm not sure how that affects the binding of their legal marriage. I mean, they're not together. Let's be real. She's going to move on. No, 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 they're not. No, yeah. she's, but she's they're talked legally about it married. Interesting. Yes, I'm not sure the legal implications of that. And they said that because they are staying together for their girls legally, that might be kind of like a money thing. It might be 
something to do with that. But that's when they decided that their relationship was over romantically. And I have to say, despite the fact that they were horrible for each other, it was tough to watch. That's sad because if you think like if they didn't go off to prison, like would they still be together today? Oh, one would hope not. The things he said about her on The Real Housewives of New Jersey before they went to prison were horrifying. But oh. would they probably be still? Yes. Mm. Well. I think they it's, – it's best for everyone to have them yeah. move on. It's just sad to watch. Agreed. <laughs> uh, speaking of people who did not last in a relationship, man, my transitions Gosh. are killing it <laughs> to is, death. That is the darkest <laughs> transition. I'm okay with it though. <laughs> speaking about love that's not real. No. <laughs> um, so Pete Davidson, who I literally just talked smack on last week. So let's see how quickly I can reverse an opinion. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he has an upcoming Netflix special and he's been doing press for that and there have been clips for that coming out. I'm not sure if the actual special is out now that I think about it. Basically. It's not out yet. Not out yet. Okay, cool. Um, so he has been talking about his failed engagement with Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Ariana. I always say it wrong. Ariana. Sorry, mm-hmm. girl. <laughs> um, well, I typically – run hot and cold on him not thinking he's particularly funny he makes some very salient points about their relationship uh she called him uh, in vogue she said that their relationship was a distraction she infamously made a lot of comments about his genitalia um they weren't and things. he should be still talking about talking about someone that's really disrespectful without their permission and he was pointing out, can you imagine if I did that? If I went and talked about her like that, everyone would have canceled me from the start. And uh, and he said, quote, I thought this one was very good. My career would be over tomorrow if I spray painted myself brown and hopped on the cover of Vogue magazine and Ugh. just essaying on my ex. Could you imagine if I did that? I mean, it's a very valid True. Point. It's very true because, first of all, I love that he called her out for doing brown face because she does it all the time. And uh, and it only gets a little bit of attention. But uh, I, I just – and he said something. He was like, I felt weird that she was talking about my junk in public to people. That's strange. And he, and he said not true. I, it was just uh, – for me, I, I liked hearing his side of the story because she's gotten to really make her money on that relationship from her album and interviews and stuff like that. And he really has been mostly quiet about it except for – the jokes that he makes on SNL in which he kind of poked fun at himself. I think he was kind of forced to keep quiet, wasn't he? Am I making this up? But I feel like I read somewhere at some point in time that, like, he was not allowed to talk about their relationship, at least extensively. I think. I don't know. But I feel like in the back of I my mind, that. I had read it somewhere that he couldn't say. So I would be very upset if my ex were making money off of the relationship that we were in and then talking about me and then I just had to stay quiet in the background. So I'm yeah. I feel like I'm okay with him coming out with his Netflix special talking about their relationship. How long were they actually yeah. engaged for? I mean I know. Oh it was gosh, really wasn't short. it like wasn't it like four or five months or something like that? No, I think they were together all together four or five months. Oh, I think they were tough. only engaged for like two, I think. T- tough stuff. Shoot Young love you. guys. How much we really love keeping up with them. <laughs> No, I I hated that relationship from the start. I thought they were very cringy. Oh, I love, though, that Selena Gomez came out and, like, when she was asked about Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber's relationship, she was, like, not happy about it. She was like, I think they're just rushing into things. And then they asked asked her about Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. And she was like, I think it's wonderful. It's so beautiful to see love. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) that's what happens when you answer the (laughs) – Yeah, you answer the first question, then someone asks you about your friend, and you're like, well, 
I'm very happy for them. I don't know. Shoot. Yeah. It's, they have what they have is so beautiful. However, for my ex, absolutely not. <laughs> I just I, I think the best strategy for all celebrities is to keep quiet about your ex forever until you're like seven years out, and then you only say vague nice things about them. Mm-hmm. It's the only way you come out of us looking classy. I'll, uh, Pete Davidson's making some good points, but I'm like, oh my god, are we still talking about her? Because I'm over it. Well, I was gonna say too, like, he said in an interview as well that, like, as soon as he... Fa- as soon as Mac Miller's death happened, he knew that relationship was over. So it almost makes me think, like, I don't... This is my personal opinion. I don't think they would have lasted, but how much longer would they maybe have lasted had it not been for Mac Miller's death? Because he did say, he was like, I will admit, like she had serious love for him. That was, that was real. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was super tragic and I love Mac with all my heart. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh girl, a hundred percent. So that, that was really tragic. Their, Their whole relationship was kind of rife with tragedy she was coming off of her ptsd with the manchester bombing and he's got some serious health uh, mental health disorders that he's been open about he's borderline personality that's known for you know everyone in that situation kind of bands together yeah so it was it truly was tragic and i do feel bad for them in that situation my problem came when afterwards when she was you know dropping little things about him in her music videos and stuff like that and he didn't get to say anything so yeah i didn't have a problem with it but it's just nice to see him to come back and be like "Hmm, by the way weird that you talked about my junk so much yeah here's my side (laughs) here's my side of the story so pete davidson i'm sorry i said you weren't funny last week i didn't say anything that you said was funny this week but it was interesting so that's a step up from nothing Mm -hmm. there you go True that. All right. Let's move on to our pop culture picks of the week. I have something so you guys can see. I, yeah. I, like, I feel like collectively all three just kind of like, I'm ready. Yeah. Every, everyone just looked and was like, uh, was we'll start with you, first. Anna. <laughs> I'll do it first, guys. Yeah. So Vanderpump Rules. I love it. The season is challenging for me. But there was a bright spot when Lala Kent, who has been with her Hermion... Mm-hmm. For God knows how long, a million years now, it seems like. But he's never been on screen. They didn't even use his name until recently. His name's Randall Emmett. He's a Hollywood producer. He was actually involved with The Irishman. I was which just led about to, to say, he's like yes. an actual real deal producer. I mean, The Irishman, oh, yeah. obviously, but like when you go back and look at his catalog of movies, I mean, from like B movies all the way to like movies like The the Irishman, which are, you know, A list, you know, Oscar nominated, is pretty. He's got some big ones under, like, I mean, it's, a, it's he's done a great job. Yeah, when his identity first came out, everyone thought kind of thought Lala was BSing about how famous the guy that she was dating was. But when he came out, I was like, whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm. a real famous guy. And he produced Gotti, which has a 0% rating on Rotten <laughs> Tomato. And that's that's <laughs> hard to do. So I, this is so weird. Because I was just, like, looking up this randomly. He He's really attached to, like, these John Travolta, like, really crappy B-movies. I, I say B-movies, but they're, like, let's be honest. They're worse than B-movies. They're, like, they're, like <laughs> yeah. F-movies. Uh, I mean, yes. the movie, that movie literally has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Zero. That means, people, that means not one person, not one critic like the movie at all. 
but yeah, he like loves these John Travolta like terrible movies. So it's just interesting. And then he goes from that to you know a Scorsese movie like The Irishman. So anyway, not to derail I mean, that what? one, but go ahead. No, no, it's very funny. It led to a lot of weird pictures of like Lala from Vanderpump next to like Meryl Streep. And you're like, why are these two people like, together? What's happening to my world right now? Yeah, <laughs> my two dimensions are combining. It's very strange. But so we've never seen Randall on camera before. He's refused to be on Vanderpump Rules, understandably. Until this season and this week when he appeared on camera for the first time. And I got to say, he's a charming guy. I get it. (laughs) He he ordered a fried chicken sandwich without the bread and double fried chicken. And I immediately was like, I like this guy. Well played, sir. Well played. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that he ordered a double fried chicken sandwich without the bread. Hold the bread. Double double the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Double the fry, double the chicken, double everything. I can't have the carbs, but I'll just double up on that fried part. (laughs) Yeah, I'll make up for it elsewhere. Uh, I was like, is that keto? I don't know what that is. (laughs) uh, Respect. Okay, respect. Respect. Um, What about you guys? uh, So kind of on a sadder note, uh, the Kobe Bryant's memorial was on Monday, and it was a really great ceremony, and it was uh, awesome all the way around. Um, Obviously very sad, but there was a moment of uh, comic relief kind of stuck in there uh, by Shaquille O'Neal. Um, I won't say it because it is definitely not safe for work with the language used. <laughs> so I would recommend going and looking it up. Uh, but Shaquille O'Neal had a hilarious uh, comment that he had. Uh, there was an old conversation between he and Kobe and about the idea of team, T-E-A-M. And uh, it was absolutely hilarious and kind of lifted everyone up in that moment and gave everyone, you know, like they panned like Magic Johnson and a bunch of other people just like die, like they were just lo- like laughing so hard. Um, and it was, you know, that kind of uplifting moment, you know, during during the sadness of it all, which was, uh, you know, much needed and, and pretty awesome. So I loved when he also said, you know, now there's going to be a new meme of me crying around. And he was like, I hate that. I can't oh, cry. That's Michael well, that was, or that, that was Michael Jordan. Jordan. Oh my Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, no, no. But yes, that's, yes, yes. that's also that another was so funny. great so point. Funny. Like when, and yeah, that was another like just, it, it's like, all of that finally came full yeah. circle. And when he made yes. that, when he made that connection, everyone, like they showed Steph Curry, he was just like on the floor laughing at it. And it was just, you know, there were these moments like that that were just so hilarious, but they were great because they tied directly to these very like personal moments with Kobe, which made it mm-hmm. cool for people like, you know, you know, us when we're watching it to be able to relate to those kind of inside moments that they had um, at that level of, you know, uh, greatness, you know, kind of on a yeah. personal level. It's cool to see that. So, yeah, I'm not a basketball person at all, clearly, because I don't know who Michael <laughs> Jordan is. <laughs> but like, home uh, run. Get a home run, guys. Score yeah. basket. Um, well, the f- okay, the, okay. The funny but, thing but it about was, it was you, still beautiful. <laughs> the funny <laughs> thing about what you just said is with Michael Jordan, he also tried to play baseball for a few years. <laughs> so, so that actually is kind of applica- right, kind works. of applicable. But, anyways, I am done with that. <laughs> there you go, MJ. But I just say, well, as a non-basketball fan watching it i i still like appreciated it and it was really personal it kind of drove it home more for me so i agree it was that was beautiful ceremony um well i hate to be this person but we're not done talking about this because that was actually mine as well oh no i swear the next time i'm on the show i'm gonna pull an anna and come up with something hilarious because i feel like i always have the sentimental stuff but yeah you guys are downers (laughs) i know we're the downers of the show over here i that whole memorial i was literally at work and i was crying and i was trying to like hide myself but it was when vanessa bryant got up there and started talking i literally had to go get like yeah that was tough tissue and like 
I was like try it like quietly trying to cry at my desk and not like have anyone notice but it was just so sentimental and so just special and to see her get up there and have the courage and the strength to talk about it about her um about detail too yes and about Kobe I mean she literally gave both of them, I mean, an equal amount of time, an equal amount of memories, an equal amount. I mean, just oh, everything. And I, yes, I loved the whole Michael Jordan deal. He was like, I promised my wife I wasn't going to cry. Yep. I can't stand to look at another meme of myself. <laughs> We're like, no, do it. <laughs> give us something. I was um, amazed that she was as a- able to get up there and give that speech and not, you know, collapse in on herself. Yeah. Because I, I could see it's been it less being- than a month. I could see it being therapeutic almost. And I think if I read this right, uh, I think I had read a headline that said that like her kids really felt that like made them happy because it just showed them it, – I guess it gave them strength and it gave – I don't know. It was just very empowering for the entire family. Pretty amazing to see, yeah, your mom up there, you know, talking yeah. that strongly, you know, uh, about that relationship and – um you know, everything that they shared for that many years is pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. the whole thing was just like breathtaking in my opinion. <laughs> it was – Man, every week you guys have like I, really sweet listen, ones. And I'm like, pro- I like okay. the guy listen, who got – I promise fr- I'm going to come up with a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come up with a funny one. <laughs> no. You guys seem like very deep people. I just seem like an absolute idiot. Next week, time. next week I'm bringing <laughs> – next week I'll bring two back to the table and they will be in the lane of – you know, double fried chicken, hold the bread. <laughs> make, yes. make them stupid. You guys need to dumb it down like five yes. times because I'm out <laughs> here. On, I'm out here in like my idiot planet by myself while you guys are being like, this we'll leave our emotions in the door. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I like Vanderpump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Don't forget to follow us. We're at popculture.com for all your up-to-date news. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Anna Rumor, and the content is just as stupid. <laughs> I'm at <laughs> I'm at Jameson G. Brown. And I'm at V. McOtomy. Uh, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Please make it nice. Be like Dorinda Medley and make it nice. Yes. Uh, that was a deep cut for the Housewives fans out there. So <laughs> we, we, ha- we have to leave on that note. <laughs> Original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.